Zone podcast, covering everything you need to know about sports. Step into the zone with Mr. Riggs and Young Biscuit. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your guy, Mike Riggs. And I'm Young Biscuit. And we want to welcome you to episode eight, am I correct? Episode mm-hmm. eight of the Zone podcast. First off, um, I just want to start by saying uh, thank you to everybody that's been tuning in over the last few weeks, for sure. Uh, I don't know if you gentlemen know, but we hit 5,000 listens on our last one. Wait, how many did you say? Over 5,000. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, let's see what happens. Solid. Um, also, check us out on SoundCloud. Um, oh, there we go. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, The Zone Podcast. Uh, SoundCloud slash The um, Dash. What is that? Is that a dash? Zone Podcast on uh, SoundCloud. I'm still trying to figure life out today. It's been a rough day. Um, but nonetheless, first off, I want to talk about the, the um, something interesting I saw today. I was in the bathroom washing my hands. I see a picture of Nate in the bathroom. Where did that come from? I designed that bathroom. Dope. It is a dope bathroom. I just wanted to know. I was like, okay, washing my hands. And I looked down. I was like, oh, there's Nate. Okay. Um, it's like he's saying, good job for yeah. washing your hands. I mean, let's just be clear. Nasty-ass piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be clear. The bathroom. Or, ju- or judging, if you don't. Yep. The bathroom is a dope I see design, you putting though. just water on your hands yeah. and no soap. <laughs> Why? <laughs> dirty motherfucker. Why is it tilted over to the cold? It should be yeah, hot. It should be hot, but the, let's be honest, the bathroom is a dope bathroom as yeah, well. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, baseball design, I was actually, I was like, this is dope. Let's jump into it. So, a few weeks ago, we talked about a, a gentleman by the name of Jason Whitlock, who had a lot to say about uh, basketball dad extraordinaire, uh, somebody I like personally, uh, talks too much, LeVar Ball. Well... As uh, most people know, a few weeks ago, LeBron James had a derogatory term spray-painted on his door of his uh, his home out in L.A. prior to the final starting. Conspiracy theorists say it was done by Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Um, <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've heard all week. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of stupid things. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, LeVar Ball hasn't been able to be in the press that much, so that is certainly the stupidest thing I've heard all week. And we will be getting into him a little bit later on. Um, he just happens to just be, he, he just talks a lot. Um, but anyway, the discussion I wanted to bring up today was about racism. Mm. Um, so before we get too deep into it, let's go ahead and pl- for context. Um, Jason Whitlock, as we said a few weeks ago, criticized LeBron a few years back, criticized Serena Williams and some other folks. Well, he had more to say about LeBron James, so let's go ahead and play that clip. LeBron, to me here, is embracing his victimhood. This is not the racism that needs to be stamped out in America. This is an inconvenience for LeBron. Someone spray painting something on a millionaire's home. That's not a, he's not a victim in that situation? Hell no. He was victimized? It's nothing, Chris. It wasn't that big of a deal. If someone denies you an opportunity, you can't go to school here, you can't have this, you can't have that. That is the impact of racism. LeBron was inconvenienced and racism affects the poor the very wealthy, and for him to sit here and say, no matter where you are, it's tough being black. It ain't tough let being LeBron you, James. You it ain't tough example. being Oprah Winfrey. The wealthy have a far, regardless of color, have a far better chance of overcoming whatever unfairness happens to them than people that are not wealthy. This man getting spray painted on his front door that he never saw, his staff cleaned up, it's an inconvenience. It's not racism. It's so not being denied a job. It is racism. Yeah, he can they didn't speak, spray paint jerk on his he door. He can speak out and say, you know what? This was terrible. Whoever these individuals were, it was stupid. But the people that really are impacted by this are the poor people yeah, but what, who what? face discrimination. Now, that other voice you heard, the voice of reason on there that you heard was Chris Boussard. Mm. Um now, this, this this particular hit home for me personally, my family's from the South. My mom was born in uh, Louisiana. Pops is from Alabama, roll tight. Um, segregation, racism is still a thing down there. And it's not, it's, it's not uncommon to be walking down the street and see someone who's not black call you the N-word. So two things that really stuck out to me there. Number one, my family's not rich. My parents are, are well off. I grew up in Northeast Portland in the 90s, late 90s or the 2000s. Not necessarily a uh, black neighborhood at that time per se, but there was still racism that went on in that neighborhood. I went to predominantly white high school, middle school, and elementary school. 
there was a lot of things said about me at times and at that time I did not I didn't really understand I was when I was younger it was just kind of like whatever because it became I became numb to it of hearing hearing the story seeing it happen down south and hearing the stories of my grandmother who, who and my parent and my uh, father who grew up in Alabama through um, segregation so a couple things there how does money just because you have money you have no, I'll take, just because you have a well-paying job how does it make it okay for people to 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 say racist stuff to you it doesn't I yeah. mean, Jason Whit- Whitlock is conflating classism with racism. And granted, the two in- intersect, but just because you are wealthy does not mean that you are not victimized yeah. by the institutionalized racism. And the fact that somebody targeted LeBron James's home, that hits home to a lot of other young black men and women and those in between that look up to him as a role model. Yeah. And the message that they send is that you will never be as good as us those that are not black exactly and never be seen as equals i mean as one thing and i think about this he has two young he has two young men two young boys that are growing up both playing basketball who are pretty good but at the end of the day and this is their summer home i understand if you can't be safe anywhere at least you should feel safe at home Mm -hmm. and now you're you have somebody some idiot spray painting stuff on on your on this gate I'm like, well, number one, LeBron, how did anybody get to your gate? It, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but the fact that people are able to get in there to go say these type of things, and now your kids are going to be like, am I safe where I'm going? Um, another thing, we, we won't bear, we won't bear, uh, bear uh, what's his name, Bill Maher? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he said some stupid stuff. We're calling for his job. Blah, they say black Twitter is on his case. <laughs> Uh, Fox, let's get Jason Whitlock out of there. I mean, he's just uh, he's out of line, and then he he came on as always. I mean, I don't know how he always lands these jobs. Well, it, it was noted that the reason why he left ESPN is because employees did not like working with him. I don't understand how that could be. <laughs> I mean, hmm. Skip Bayless, people. Yeah, he left. He then you know they can say it was about the money, but you can kind of there were stories around about Skip Bayless as well. Yeah, um, about his time at ESPN. But firstly, I'm just tired of talking. I'm tired of people like Jason but like having a number one you're black as my pops told me many years ago Tiger when Tiger Woods was saying he wasn't black he said well if uh somebody racist comes in here and starts shooting up the place and they're targeting black people they're gonna shoot you too mm-hmm. as a black man bro I would hope that you would stand for just a little bit more and like don't 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 belittle this man LeBron has put his life has been on you know in the spotlight since he was 16 years old. I remember seeing him. I was a freshman in high school. I remember seeing this cat on the cover of Sports Illustrated at six. I was he was a uh, 17, 16, 17 years old. Him and O.J. Mayo. I remember both of them being on there at different times. So this kid's this man's life has been in the spotlight. Let him live. He he's a damn good businessman. He's a damn good role model, and he's an upstanding citizen. You've never seen him in the you know cheating on his girl. You've never seen him, you know, involved in any type of scandals. So the fact that somebody targeted him, it shouldn't be any different. Another thing, he mentioned Oprah. Oprah was what? Now, everybody knows Oprah is like a billionaire. Mm -hmm. She's got more money than everybody I'm looking at in this building combined times 20. Exactly. Oprah was was walking down the street, and I believe it was um, L.A. or New York. They would not let her into this, this, this boutique. So she's on her plane, you know, private plane at that, headed back, and they call and say, hey, you know. I tried to come in. They said, "Oh, we couldn't. We didn't let you in because earlier we were robbed by two black women." Mm-mm. So, and and he mentions Oprah as if like because you have money, you're not affected by racism. Come on, man, seriously, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. Fox, I expect better from you. But then again, you know, again, shout out to Chris Broussard about uh at least somebody had some sense in the room. Yeah. Um, but that's my little tangent on that. It just it really hit <laughs> home for me. I hated to, to hear that and. I've been uh, I've been I've been one of the ones who said a lot about LeBron, but there's pictures of me floating around with a LeBron jersey on. I like LeBron, but and I've always said he's an he's an amazing person. So we shouldn't just because what he he could dribble up and down the court and run anybody over and do things. We shouldn't take we shouldn't be, at the end of the day he is another black man mm-hmm. in a world where we're not where we're not in a world where we're not supposed to succeed. I mean, if you strip away the money and everything like that, somebody still wrote a racial slur on, on his on, property. Exactly, like that's. It was an inconvenient yeah, but at the end of the day, you're still, you're like, dang, I, I still got to, no matter how mm-hmm. much money I got, I still got to watch my back out here in these streets. But that's all I got to say about that. Let's talk about the finals now. <laughs> or the lack thereof, I yeah, should say. Yeah, I was going to say, things just aren't going super great for LeBron, are they? I mean, these definitely do feel final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the time that we are recording, 
The Warriors are up 3-0, and by the time this actually gets posted, the finals might be over. <laughs> they might be over again. And five, by might, might be. be, I mean probably. So last night, let's let's talk about last night. Great game. Best best playoff game I've probably seen outside of the OKC Houston series for sure. Best playoff this season, right? Yeah. Let's let's be let's uh, let's one. let's get specific. KD comes down. Oh, man, down by one. KD comes down, pulls up on LeBron's face, is like, yo, what up? <laughs> Put us up by one. Yep. I said uh, the dude the dude that everybody said that the Warriors don't need. Well, Draymond said it himself. He said yeah. he told Katie, we don't need you until the playoffs. And it happened. Lo and behold, I mean, he's, he's averaging 30, over 30 a game. He, he, he has taken the challenge of defending LeBron every play. Every time they're on the court, he's taken the challenge of, of playing LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I guess. No my, easy task. Uh, no, please. Listen, LeBron is a uh, tight end playing center power for a small for sure, <laughs> guard in the, in the NBA. Um, so my question I pose to the to the to you two gentlemen is is KD now are we seeing are we seeing are we seeing the king giving his throne to somebody else is that what we're witnessing right now mm. Riley Young Biscuit is in deep thought over here right now um, he has feelings ladies and gentlemen about what's going on I I don't think so not not yet. I think I think LeBron still has enough enough like uh, enough left in, in the prime time of his career. It's, it's not like the twilight. So you know, Nate, you got feelings over there too about it. I see. <laughs> I'm not. I, I see where you're coming from, but I'm not ready to hand over the crown. You remember when Jay Z wouldn't put that chain on J Cole? And was like it's you, and look and look where J Cole is now. <laughs> he had a he had a platinum album with no features on it. Okay, okay. No, the follow up was not as successful. Yeah, but let's just be honest right now. LeBron looked at KD at the game one and said, "Welcome back to the finals." <laughs> For those who don't know who I, Kevin Durant is, <laughs> he is a seven foot point guard. Small forward, shooting guard, center, power forward, playing in the NBA for but, the Golden State Warriors. Ah, I'm not ready to put that crown on him. KD's career has not been LeBron's career. He's damn close. He but, hasn't been that successful. He, he yeah. Is, oh, no. I here. mean, best in the world right now. I'm not ready to put him on the Mount Rushmore of the generation just yet. So if he sweeps LeBron, and le- and you know, here's 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 another thing. Let's look, look at this. Look at last night's game. Kevin Durant, when LeBron had that ball, who was looking at him on defense? It was Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant had that ball on offense, who was looking at him? It wasn't LeBron every game. I mean, every time up and down that court. It was. But LeBron was getting busted. LeBron <laughs> LeBron was getting his ass busted by KD in them first two games. The the throne is the king is slow. I mean, he's 32, going on 33 as um I like to say, Father Time is undefeated. Got the best winning percentage in sports history. How how old was Kobe when he when can, he kind of took a dive? I'm just trying just just for like comparison. I'm I'm like I'm using their career timelines in like a similar fashion. Like when did when did Kobe take his slide? If I you mean, will? we can we could argue that uh, Kobe took his slide after that last championship. You know what? Let's let's take a little segue. Let, let's let let's talk about something. First off, um, prayers and thoughts to Stephen A. Smith, one of my favorite sports personalities. As people don't know, he lost his mom. Um, as I as I said, the finals didn't start till he was back on TV yesterday. <laughs> um, he had a, he had a take on it. Let's hear what my man Stephen A. had to say about That's it. That's what you take from this. If the Cavs get swept, yeah. Nothing but profound respect one of the greatest players we've ever seen. I will miss LeBron James dearly when he is gone, as we all should. But I do not want to hear another single damn word about being the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You do not get swept. Time out. Time out. We shouldn't have been saying those words in the first place. Hold on, hold on. You do not get swept twice in the NBA Finals in your career. I don't care who it's against. Even AI got you one against the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe and the crew. You do not get swept 
twice in your career, you do not have an NBA Finals record of winning less than 40% of your games. Because at 17 and 26 right now, that's 39% of his games. You do not get swept twice in your career and lose and win less than 40% of games in an NBA Finals, and you are considered the best ever. Stop. That's all I'm asking. One of the greatest, yes. The greatest? That conversation officially ceases to exist. It, it shouldn't have been in the – Jordan was demonstrably better It shouldn't than have, LeBron. but it was. But, but, but it ends. But Jordan's the night, only one. If they get swept. Le even if he gets swept. swept, LeBron could still be second all time to Jordan. Okay. Still could happen. Whatever you say. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> this stupid argument. Let's, uh, let's segue into, into this with LeBron being the greatest of all time. No. LeBron has been to the finals now eight times. Can you argue with Stephen A? If you get swept by the man you're handing, you're handing your throne over to, because we can say whatever we want, KD is coming. I don't care who KD is playing for. I don't care that he left and went. LeBron, let's, let's be honest, LeBron did this first. He started the super team thing. You can say the Celtics, okay, well, the Celtics did it through trades or whatever. LeBron said, I'm going to play with my boys. I ain't got nothing wrong with that. You made a business move. KD said, I want a ring. I'm going to play with my boys. He made a business move. KD's, in my opinion, KD is looking like the best in the world. But to me, he's number two. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is that guy because as we uh, think back to game one of the Western Conference Finals, Kawhi Leonard doesn't get hurt. We're probably talking about the Spurs, in my opinion. We're talking about the Spurs and the Cavs right now, mm -hmm. personally. Let's put it to rest. God, people. I wish. Let, let's put it to rest. Let's stop talking. You know, there, that's a conversation I have told multiple people. I don't even want to have with you anymore. Let's not. Let's stop talking about Katie. Let's, excuse me. Let's stop talking about LeBron and uh, Mike. He's not Mike. He's never going to be Mike. He doesn't have that killer instinct, as I told my boy Joe Lang a few few weeks ago. He doesn't have that killer instinct, Joe. Man, LeBron is the greatest of his generation. Greatest of all time? Nah. No. He'll, he, he's top ten. Yeah. He could finish, like I said, and I think he could finish, as Max uh, Kellerman said in that clip, he could finish at number He could finish at number two. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, if he, if he were able to squeak out in this uh, finals, especially down 3-0, that would solidify his spot on the Mount Rushmore of basketball for me. He's not coming back. But it's not com <laughs> It's not going to happen, I would no. say, if he could. There, there's, there is, it's not going to happen. There's no What if way. he takes a pay cut and goes to the Warriors? Oh, here we go. Um, what if he takes a pay? You know what? This what is if he like takes a big paycheck and goes to the Lakers? Uh, I, I was reading something about that. Maybe 2018? Yep. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a, you know, they were talking Clippers. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. They were talking about him. The Clippers gone. are going to be the back to where they need to be next well, season. Well, listen, this is this the, is the trash team of think LA. About it, think about it like this, though. No, the trash CP3, team. No, CP3 the trash is going team away. Of, the trash team of LA is going to be the Chargers for a few years. Yeah, that's <laughs> not here nor there. But let's let's think about it like this. CP3 stays, right? This, that's this, a bit. That, just, just hear me. Just hear me. I'm going through hypotheticals. Hypothetical situation. CP3 stays. Okay, cool. Blake Griffin. They ship him off for Carmelo Anthony. Boom. <laughs> listen, no, just listen. I know. Uh, okay, listen. keep going, keep going, keep going. Dwayne Wade takes a pay cut, comes over 2018. LeBron comes over 2018. LeBron has stated he wants to play with his boys before he retires. So we get Dwayne Wade. Do we also bring his walker? <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Wade is six man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Just think about it. Okay, that's, that's, got, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You got them and you got DeAndre Jordan. They're not, you could tell me, they're not, they got one, two good runs in with them all on the same team. I think LeBron, LeBron, LeBron has been very durable. He does had no major injuries, so him playing possibly till he's forty is not far fetched. It's not. Will he do it? Probably not. But he's he he. I mean, he's had no major injuries to be like oh, kind of like Kobe start having injuries. LeBron yeah. is a different man. LeBron is the what is it T two thousand? He's basically the, he's, the a, he's, yeah. he's he he's an Iron Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, I mean he. He's smart. Like he's defied the odds. I mean, Kobe Bryant was—he was great, but he played through injuries and he got more. Worse and he off. got it worse. He but, got it worse off for as a result of it. But Kobe also wasn't a six-eight-two fifty either. True. True. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, there's so many reports. Is any of this still going to happen? Probably not. No. But if it does happen, it will. There will be some people who see. I told you so. Nah, man. Look, the only time that you're going to see LeBron wearing red, red, white, and blue is if he reluctantly joins Team no, USA again, and that's never going to happen. Nah, he's done. He likes his summers off. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Lakers, let, let's talk about the Lakers real quick. Sources are saying that the Lakers might pass on a uh, good old Lonzo Ball. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Mm -hmm. 
Good. As you guys know, there, Dude, there's Lonzo Ball is not a popular. Per, no, the Ball family is not a popular family in this room. The the most the most quizzical thing about this is he didn't even wear his own shoes. On yeah, tra- I saw at that. the I training like, day. I'm, I said, oh, I don't know what to read into that, but maybe you know without those paychecks, I mean, listen, he can't afford a pair of his own shoes. My slips ain't coming in until November, so I'm just assuming they're waiting till then to put the shoes out. <laughs> I think you bought some snake oil. Hey, it, hey, I had to support the independent movement. I'm all about <laughs> it. So if if this is the case, you know, you got De'Aaron Fox, you got Dennis Smith, and you got Lonzo Ball. All going to be options. Let's, Mikael Fultz is going number one. Let's just stop beating around the bush. Boston, Danny Ainge, let's just get the deal done with the kids. You know who you're taking. You got these three guards. Mm-hmm. I watched all three play. I feel like Dennis Smith Jr. might be the best of the three personally. If you're, if you're Magic, Irving Magic Johnson. My opinion, the second best player of all time to play basketball. Who you who you taking? Mm. Definitely not the ball kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ball isn't. I mean, he. You know, we've talked multiple times with the positive impact he had on um, UCLA last year. Could he have that impact on the Lakers? Uh, you don't think so? No. Mm-mm. And give him some time, maybe. Let's just call a spade a spade. Young Biscuit does not think there's anything positive that the ball family can do. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. I, I, he would be great, but the, that also comes with the baggage of his father. <sighs> Good old LeVar Ball. It all comes back to LeVar Ball, and I just think that he's... I think he's... Uh, Too much? What Carmelo is to team chemistry. Hey, 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 hey. LeVar hey. Ball will be to Speaking team Speaking of Carmelo, chemistry. Carmelo, keep pushing, bro. Get your wife back uh, for the culture. I need you to do <laughs> that. I'm still rooting for you. But anyway. Jesus Christ. What? Hey. Every episode. That every is like, episode. That is my... You know, we had Will and Jada, that, that power couple. Now we had Carmelo and Lala. <laughs> Carmelo for the culture. Do what you need to do, brother. This is what you need to do, Carmelo. Get Tyrese to sing Stay For You. She ain't going nowhere. That's my opinion. I would have him sing How You Gonna Act Like That, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) How you gonna act like that? That song, I loved that song in middle school. (laughs) Wow. Man. Well, let's talk about the NHL since uh, (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Not a bad Stanley Cup going on. Tied 2-2 as we uh, record. We tied 2-2. Got them Penguins Nashville. The game itself or the series? Series. The series. series. Okay. Series. I was like, damn, they scored a lot of points. <laughs> it's a lot of points in the game. Like the game just started at 5, I believe. Ooh, it's actually 2-0 right now, Pittsburgh. God damn it. <laughs> see the kid, bro. Ugh. See the kid. I want to see his you get face get punched in. Dang, so much hate. I'm going to fart in his dinner. Wow. Yeah, I said. Well, it. let's talk about uh, on that note. Let's talk right. about a player on the Nashville Predators. Dip my balls in his martini. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cold. That escalated quickly. <laughs> 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 let's talk about uh, PK Subin. Okay. He's one of the the few black guys in the NHL. I've, I've started watching him play a little bit more. Started reading about his, you know, where he came from and stuff. Went to the Canadians, right? Canadians, and they shipped him off to uh, Nashville. What are your thoughts on this guy? I feel like he's a kid having fun. He's playing hockey. He's doing what he loves to do. He's one of um, what five, ten, black black players, if that maybe. I'd be surprised if you can count on two hands. Yeah, exactly. He's having fun, but there's there's a lot of people who don't like him. Well, in a white dominated sport, being the being a standout black athlete and pioneering that, you're going to be seen as cocky. Yeah, I think you know, dude's got to do him. People are going to try to yuck, try to yuck his try to yuck his yums. Play with confidence. He's doing him, and he's doing it in a very yeah. confident way. And I'm like, yo, this kid has got some. I mean, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I like, I like, I think Pittsburgh is going to win this series. But I so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad to see him win it. Twenty seven. There are twenty seven black NHL players. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We are clearly off by a whole lot there. I, I mean, I'm I was honestly surprised too. The majority uh, appeared to be Canadian. Shocking. Yeah. Go figure. Shocking. That's why they had, they, you know, in the All-Star games, they had, it used to be the United States versus the world. Mm-hmm. But Canada is just too good. So now it's North America versus the world. Um, but yeah, PK's doing his thing. You know, he's a, he's playing defenseman. He's, he's scoring goals. And he's having fun. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, 
sports are about how, yeah, it's that competitive thing, but you got to have fun when you play sports, when you're in that team environment. I mean, if you stop having fun, you, you just kind of lose that uh, that luster. Yeah. That je ne sais quoi. I mean, how, how, how old is he? He can't. He's 28. Yeah. Yeah. He's 28. He's young. He's just he, as old as us. He's in his prime. He's in his prime. Yeah. Let him have fun. YOLO. Let him have fun. I mean, they they hate you because they ain't you. He's the biggest thing in Toronto outside of Drake and Tory Lanez. And Snow. Informer was a good song. Oh, my God. And Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, we're here to talk about sports, not music. I don't even know. Oh, but I guess I'll start. Damn, that song it's terrible. Yeah, that's not a very good song. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure, I don't know what just happened there, but I have no clue who they're talking about. Oh, Mike. All right, I'll send you the video. Let's not what? do that. I can't believe Young Biscuit knows this and you don't. Mm. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> You're going to be very disappointed in white people you know, when let's... you see this video. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the breaking news of yesterday, um, June 7th. I was going to say July 7th. It's clearly June still. Um, Bob Stoop steps down in Oklahoma. Shocking. Right. Now we're talking about something I can really have an opinion on. Yes. Uh, fuck Bob Stoops <laughs> and Oklahoma football. I am so happy that this happened. Ah, I. Oh, I hate the Stoops family so much. Mike Stoops, Bob Stoops, all the Stoops, they suck. <sighs> <laughs> can I ask why? They're, I guess it's not even Bob Stoops' fault. It's just like all the Oklahoma fans whining after that botched onside kick recovery in 2005 against the Ducks. They all hate the Ducks still. But then it's mostly Mike Stoops. His brother, he was the coach of Arizona. Right, 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 right. The most firecracker, like like yelling at his players, like stomping around on the field, like after plays and stuff like that. Absolutely no conduct as a head coach or as a head coach and. He learned that from his older brother. So let's let's get this on. Let's get me. Let's. One thing I just took from this, outside of the Varball, Young Biscuit also does not like the Stoops family. Actually, Bob Bob's probably the 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 best the best one. Um, he like he's he leaves a good legacy. But God, I'm really excited to see Oklahoma suck. I mean, I, they're definitely not going to suck suck this year. Lincoln Riley's taking over offensive coordinator, who Oregon wanted to interview. I just, it, to me, it just kind of caught me off guard. This is like Nick Saban just retiring all of a sudden. Oh, that's how he's going to do it, too. You know what? Let's not talk about that. <clears throat> but no, excuse me. It, it, it was just kind of like we're heading into training camps. You know, we're heading into season starting in a few months. And all of a sudden, he just like, he just he's just out. And he says it's not he says it's not um, health related. So I'm kind of curious as to what happened. And they said he's still going to be around the program. Um, but it was just kind of when you just see people of that stature just leave. It's not yeah. like he was having losing seasons. Mm -hmm. He was winning. He, he was wasn't competing. like forced out like right. Joe Pa was. <clears throat> so when you when you to me when you anyway that's uh, we're not we're not gonna talk about that. Um, Forty uh, there's some somebody's doing a movie or something on that situation. Um, but to me when you see stuff like that just happen, there's some type of red flags and you just want to start digging into it mm -hmm. as to what happened. It's kind of like when Urban Meyer left Florida, and oh, yeah, then all of a sudden yeah, he comes yeah. back to Ohio State. He left for health reasons. Now all of a sudden he's healthy enough to come back and win a national championship with the third string quarterback. Man. Yeah. That was a sad time for me as a as a uh, Bama fan. Anyway. Or a Duck fan. Well, you know, whatever. But uh it was kinda it's, you know, it just makes you wonder. As a hmm, what yeah. happened? What what's really going yeah, on there? What cheerleader what cheerleader went to the cops? <laughs> like, I was not wondering that per se. Um, I think he's just looking for greener pastures here. What could be more greener than being winning championship after championship in the in the Big Twelve? Winning championship after championship in the bowl collar series. And you got a point there. Um, yeah, ac yeah. Actually, actually, winning a championship in this decade would probably be one thing. Yeah, because I mean, he won one after I believe in his first or second year in Oklahoma, you won one. But after that, it's just I mean, he's competed. He's put some great football yeah. teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's Sam Bradford. It's one thing to be a conference leader. It's another thing to be a national leader. Shout out to Nick Saban. Roll tight. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about football, let's talk about this kid out of uh, Bishop Gorman High School. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Now, this kid has not started a high school game at quarterback. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. 
a lot. <laughs> He's got looks like up, upwards to thirty college scholarships to play quarterback. How good was his uh, tape? I don't know, but he did. I don't recall. He played pretty much garbage duty. So Tate Martell was Tate Martell was at Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman's won something crazy like seven yeah. or eight back no, that, that, championships out out that, in um. That's a ball school. Vegas. Oh yeah, by all means. Um, but Tate Martell was there doing his thing. He leaves, go to goes to Ohio State. Now this kid is taking over in senior, I believe, and his tape is majority just garbage duty. So it's obvious that mm-hmm. he's going to mm-hmm. to these camps, these Nike Elite Evan camps and stuff like that. You have a kid like this, thirty some offers, but then the kid at uh, Grand High School in North Northeast Portland who's just as good can't get a look. It's dude, it's that prestige, man. You, you think gotta, so? Mm-hmm. It's that going to that sports academy. I mean, Vegas. <clears throat> I mean, not only are you getting a football education, but you're getting that exposure. Yeah, I guess you And this is case in point. The ethically overall, not super into it, especially when you talk about these kids that are working hard in a in public schools yeah. that can't that you know may or may not have the opportunities to go to an academy like this. Yeah. But I, I mean, what do you think, Young Biscuit? What are your thoughts on this? Because we, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it uh, a couple days ago when we were talking when we first started looked at the article. Yeah, well, um, I mean, mostly what I wanted, I I wanted to look up that quarterback you were talking about from Grant High School because I can't like I wanted to. Like, oh, that was just an example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's all hype. Yeah. You know, we can't hold him responsible for the hype that people are giving him. Um, you know, he goes to a very, very visible, like, private school. They're known for how good they are at football, I believe. Uh, to, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but he, didn't Snoop's son go yeah, there? Snoop's yeah, son yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, you, you can't hold it against the kid. I, you, yeah, it's I, not his fault. Yeah, it's no. not oh, his no. fault. I think, no, these schools, means, no. I think these schools are... Um, I mean, Lane, Cl- Lane Kiffin offered a, uh, what, a sixth grader scholarship yeah. a few weeks back? These That's kids, right. these these kids see the quarterback. They they see the athlete. They see like their physique. They see the high school next to their name, and then they're like, "All right, we're oh, gonna he's, offer he's, them." I mean, you think about kids like Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, great high school quarterback. Marty Day, right? Yeah, Marty mm-hmm. Day went to USC. Orange County, shout out. <laughs> went to went to SC. He was good. He was he was he was solid. Went to the NFL. Haven't he's still somehow still in the NFL. Um. Somehow. You, you, somehow, somehow, some way. You think about uh, Marcus Mariota comes out of Hawaii, mm-hmm. not at the school he went to, known for uh, putting out quarterbacks. If I'm not mistaken, Timmy, not Timmy Chang. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Chang. Tommy Chang's there, held a record. Uh, I believe he held. I think he still holds. He still the holds record that record for the most passing yards in uh, college football history. Yeah, something he, like seventeen thousand. Man, God, he was so good. You think about players like, um, let's talk about Damakong Su, coming out of Grand High School, in Northeast Portland. Three four star athlete at that time. Number two overall pick goes to Nebraska. Number two overall pick, and destroying it to, still to still this destroying day. it. Yeah, shout out to Sue, always putting on in Northeast Especially Portland. Especially as a defenseman, yeah, yeah. getting banged up. Somehow he love still has yeah. a career. Well, not only that, just all the stuff I, that that you that people don't see him doing mm-hmm. for the community out here in Portland, Oregon, um, right? But just, well, just different people like that. You think of um, you go up to to Vancouver. And uh, Seattle at Skyline, you got the kid uh, Jacob Easton down at Georgia, who didn't necessarily. He went to a school that's known to put out great quarterbacks. He's down at Georgia, and we don't know what he's going to do. But then you come down to Oregon. I think the last big athlete that came out of the state of state of Oregon that really got some notoriety on a national level was Thomas Tyner. Um, Colt Lairla was another one. He was a priest. Colt Lairla. Who? <laughs> I mean, we don't speak the name now, but he was a pretty he was a pretty high he was a pretty high ranked tight end recruit. He was a running back in high school at Hillsboro. Oh, I know that, but he, yeah. I think he, I think he was recruited as a tight end. He, for the he most went part. into he went in playing linebacker. He was a linebacker tight end or something. Um, crap. But uh, yeah, I think actually you're right. Thomas Tyner was the last the last big national recruit that yeah. is, that and look, and look what happened to him. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a beaver now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, crazy. Let, let's talk about that for a quick second. How do you commit to Oregon, and then? <laughs> You retire, whatever you know. Hope, hope. First off, you know health is number one for mm-hmm. sure. 
But then you come back and say you always wanted to be a beeper when you commit to going to Oregon State to finish your... Yeah, that was whack. The whole, like, I've always wanted to be that. It's like, dude, you picked another team first. Like, you can't say that you always wanted to be that. I understand why he's going to the Beavers, because he can't, after having after medically retiring, he can't go back to the same school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, So I it's like, that. that's fine, dude. You want to go You want to go suck for two years or whatever? That's cool. Well, um, not only that, even if he was eligible to come back and play for Oregon, do you think he's going to play? Hell no. Royce I mean, Freeman's... The Royce man. Freeman is the future. Then you got no Royce Freeman is now, and then yeah. you got Taj Griffin, and then you got um, what's the other kid behind him? They got another running back. I don't even another. remember. We have good running they got, backs. They got, they, if there's one thing, Oregon's for sure they're doing well at is at running back. Um, but yeah, I was kind of thrown off by him to say, "I've always wanted to be a Beaver," but you know, I wish him the best in, in at Oregon State. It was it was sucked to see him leave because he, he you know he rushed for like 600 yards in yeah. high school. He broke a lot of records in track and stuff. So to see that he's healthy enough to come back. I'm actually it's 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 cool to see that. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, we talked about Snoop's son earlier, Cordell Bratis. Yeah. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, Cordell Snoop Snoop Dogg, um, his son Cordell Bratis went to Bishop Gorman, the school we were talking about earlier. He um, for now I don't know if you guys ever saw any of how like dude he was a good football player. Yes. I mean ESPN followed him around. He was a, for a little beast. bit like he he could have had a career. He was a beast. Um, talking like he was doing Randy Moss type stuff in high school and then full ride scholarship to UCLA yes mm-hmm. as many people know in, in, in spite of uh Snoop's, Snoop's leaning toward USC yeah, but you, you know, know Snoop, Snoop, made, Snoop, uh, Snoop was still proud Snoop was that you know the the 30 for 30 on USC yeah yeah Snoop they, they talked about Snoop being at practices and how much he really you don't know Snoop loves football absolutely and it's Pittsburgh Steelers um and they talked about Snoop being around the program his son was going to UCLA he committed 2015 all of a sudden he just abruptly you know quits football so um both him and uh diddy's son right yeah mm-hmm. well diddy's son diddy went out there and beat up a coach or something yeah <laughs> ruined that but no let's um, let's go back to snoop and uh but um cordell going back to cordell so <laughs> cordell retires from football 2015 almost no he came back but he came back a year later didn't play um but i want to talk about parents and, and and sports parents like this is what he posted on instagram he said i played football for my father because I thought that was the only way that he would love me and be a part of my life. It took me 12 years to realize he loves Cordell Broaddus the person, not Cordell Broaddus the football player. The best day of my life is when I heard those exact words come out of his mouth. I love you, Dad, and have a great birthday. This was He posted this on Snoop's birthday, 2015. So that got me to thinking, like, parents. Mm-hmm. We'll talk, LeVar Ball. We talk, you know, we, he, we mentioned him about every week. <laughs> we mentioned something about this guy. The impact that parents have on their kids and their career pathways in sports. How, what are your thoughts? You know, this just looking at this passage that he posted, that he felt like his dad wouldn't love him, didn't love him, the person he loved, the football player. I mean, how does that make you feel? If if that if your father or the, you know that male figure in life made you something something happened that made you feel like you needed to do something to play sports to I, appease him. I think especially having Snoop as your dad. Like finding an in had to be very difficult for uh, Cordell, especially this was the and this was at the he was you know he was born at the apex of Snoop's career. Yeah, so I mean, Snoop, I think as much as he would have wanted to be around, probably wasn't around, and so all that you see of your dad when he's not on stage, not recording stuff, is him you know rooting for the Steelers, yeah, rooting for USC, Mm -hmm. and so you identify football. And so you get in close with your dad, you get to play toss when he's around, and before he goes back out on tour, before he goes back to the studio. So I feel for Cordell. I mean, I didn't have a father figure in my life for most of my, you know, most of my childhood. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's tough, but, you know, it's touching when you can come to terms with, no, he, you know, this, this. He loves me. Yeah, he loves me, the person, not for what I do, but for who I am. Yeah. That's really touching. Yeah. And then, you know, there's reports out there as well, too. Um, and I know Riley's going to have something to say about this, uh, of LeVar Ball. They're saying LeVar Ball has forced all three of his kids to play basketball. I guess my thing is that if that is the case, that's, that's not the move. That's not the move. I'm talking about my father. Was a, uh, Shout out to my pops as well. Um, <laughs> my dad was, an, was a big-time football player in the state of Alabama. Came to Portland State to play football. And he was – I went down – I never forget going back down there about – Man, it's had to be. It's actually was when my grandmother passed away in 2009. I remember going back down to Alabama, and they had just ran some type of special on high school sports down there, and my dad was featured on there. Man, I was like, dang. Now I, I played. I played football in high school one year, and I was like, this ain't, this ain't my thing. Whatever. I love the game, mm-hmm. but 
just at that time, I just I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But I was like, what I appreciate is my dad was never that guy of like, you need to play. I remember when I expressed interest in playing, he was like, okay, this this is a grind. This is what it's going to take to succeed. This is what it is. And um, I never felt like, oh, if I don't play, my pops is not going to love me any more or less. And he mm-hmm. was there to support me through that process of when I played and then when I didn't play. Even when I did some dumb stuff when I was 17, 16, 17 years old, he still, he never judged me. He just was there. He was he was, he was, was my dad. That's the man who's been in your shoes before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably understanding that you're going to do some dumb stuff for you yeah. when you're at young. At that age, trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Try, trying to figure it out. You got those peer pressures of high school. You got those, you, you know, your friends around there. And you don't know shit. You don't know exactly. shit. Exactly. You think you do. Yeah. <laughs> you think you do. Um, but, you know, just to see, I guess the thing that the, as a parent, and I would love, you know, one day have, have a little son who wants to play some type of sport. Mm. I, I think it would be dope to to have that. But I'm not going to be like, oh, you need to be the best. You need to be a, a, a – of course I want my son to be the best. I, you know, I'm a competitive person. <laughs> of course I'm going to want my But, but my first kid. and foremost, you want your kids to be happy. Exactly, exactly. And if I see if my, if my son decides he wants to be a pop singer or mm-hmm. if he wants to play violin, well, damn it, we're going to get you some lessons. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, invest in that. Exactly. Whatever that passion is because every kid has an identity. They're going to want to do something. And whatever that is, if I if my son tells me he wants to be an engineer, well, we're gonna make sure you you know we're gonna do it. I'm gonna do what I can to help you get there. Mm-hmm. If he says he wants to be the next young biscuit, then damn it, I'm gonna help him be the next young biscuit. Yeah, I, what are your thoughts, man? <laughs> I'm fairly certain that if I were to encourage my kids to do any sort of like athletic thing, that all I could do is just be like, I mean, considering my size uh, and their <laughs> how how big they're probably gonna be, um, they're going to be an excellent horse jockey. <laughs> Um, but I feel, you know, I, my dad never pushed me to do sports or anything. I actually regret that. I do wish my dad had pushed me a little bit harder to give, like, just to try some of them out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and Even if you didn't like it. And, well, that's the thing. I, I They did push me to do some things, and I did hate it. Hated it. But that's also, like, I hated it when they also bought me a Nintendo 64. Until it's you like, got gold now. Yeah, well, and it's like, all right, you're gonna like, you want me to go out here in the rain and play soccer and get like hit in the face with like really hard balls, or I could be inside playing Nintendo 64. Yeah, that wasn't the last time you got hit in the face with really hard balls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think if there's any one regret, if I think there's one thing I regret, I wish my pops would have made me do is I was continue to play baseball. It, 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 yeah. I can't imagine, I mean, none of us are fathers. I can't imagine how hard it is to try to push your kid into try, still trying when yeah. they want to give up. Yeah, you got a point there. I mean, I don't know. One of us will probably find out someday, but not anytime soon. Yeah, I guess more, 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 I guess moral of the um, story, if um, your kid doesn't want to play, don't make them play. Yeah. Shout out to all the fathers out there. I mean, Father's Day is just around the corner, man. It is. Shout out to the oh, Father's yeah, Day. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? So, I need to get something. <laughs> Same. Oh, that's right. We were just sitting at the table. Oh, shoot. Father's Day is next Sunday. Yep. So let's um let's jump into the squared circle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes. Extreme Rules just happened. God, that was... Uh, what are everybody else's thoughts? Let's talk about it. <clears throat> I just recently just watched it. Finally. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's let's look at the um, let's look at the uh, this twenty minute match of Dean Ambrose and the Miz. Oh, that was one of the better matches of the night. Really, you thought so? There's not a lot better because it was not great. <laughs> I was like, I thought the match was personally was rather long. Oh, it was deadly long in the tooth. Um, the rules of you're going to lose the belt if you get a DQ seems to contradict the idea of extreme rules. That is more like extreme rule enforcement than extreme rules. Yeah, yeah it was it was a pretty interesting match. Um, I didn't really understand as as you're talking about the rules. I was like, okay, uh, this is different. I did not find any of the rules to be all that extreme. No. Um, it was like... Um, in a submission match for the cruiserweights, the ref, for some reason, was counting when they were outside of the ring. Yeah, it was, it was a lot going on there. I, was, I, didn't, I, I wasn't really feeling that match, personally. It, I, mean, let, I mean, let's go back to Miz and Dean. How many times have we seen this? How many times has the Miz won a belt off of Dean? Multiple. Uh, a, lot, a lot of times. 
it it's like the Roadrunner and the Coyote at this point. We've yeah, seen it a lot. we've seen it. It's been done. Classic humor. <laughs> Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I that th- it's a great rivalry. I don't hate it. Um, it's just getting a little stale. I think the best match of the night for me personally was um well there was there were three matches that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, Alexa Bliss and Bailey. That match could have went a little uh, that longer. W- that would the only the main reason that put a sour taste in my mouth is that it was the only women's match. Yeah, and it was a squash. Yeah, and it the only purpose that it served was to further bur- bury the former champion. Yeah. Like I don't know who Bailey pissed off backstage. Come on, she is straight up getting buried. We know if anybody she pissed off is Vince. Exactly, he's the only person that's gonna do that to do that to a talent. Yeah, Um, but I I did enjoy that match. I love Alexa Bliss's character. Oh, Alexa's great, but she Um, deserves so much more than this. Definitely, the Hardy Boys match and Cesaro and Sheamus was dope. Sloppy finish. Sloppy finish, but But it was was sloppy. But I kind of I kind of enjoyed the finish because it was like. Who's gonna get there first? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and let's just be honest, Jeff Hardy and, and a cage. Yeah, you can't really go wrong. How many times did he climb to the top of the cage to almost win, but then decided to jump off? <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what makes Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy. Brother, uh, that Nero. makes him a dumb face and not a smart one. Yeah, it does. But it's exciting for us as a fan, <laughs> as a viewer. Um, True. I enjoyed seeing Samoa Joe win. Oh my God! Samoa Joe has been one of the best parts of Raw within yes. the past few weeks. Uh, he has shown himself to be a smart wrestler. Yeah, not stealing wins from Finn not once but twice. And not only that, choking out Paul Heyman yesterday on Monday oh night. Oh my! That promo oh, was yeah. lit. I forgot about that. I mean, I was he was I like, was I was excited to see Samoa Joe win the Fatal Five Way. Yeah, but then to see him cut a promo on Raw Talk. Yeah. Like, oh, he can he do like, this. He I'm can going do to, this. He, and the part I love, he's like, he drops the mic. He's like, I'm going to put you in a hold. I'm going to put my arm around your neck that reminded very me of, tightly. That, that felt like some mafia stuff. Yeah. And like, and it was so good. And Paul Heyman sold the hell out of it. Oh, I love, I, I, and I love I, in so many ways, I love Paul Heyman. Oh, he's so good. Like this, <laughs> like, if any, I like the idea of Godzilla going against Mothra, and that's what Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar is going to be. Yeah, uh, I'm expecting it to be a pretty good match. I could be wrong. I'm I, Brock Lesnar. I mean, we, he barely comes into work, but he comes he, when they call. He comes when they call, and but if your wa- job if your job is not requiring you to right. do additional work, and I want Samoa Joe to win because I want to see the belt on a full timer. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, for, for the sure. love of God. <laughs> um, quick question: What's next for Roman Reigns, and do we care what's next for the Roman Empire? Um, no. He's kind of in a he's kind of in a weird place right now. They, he's he has been less insufferable. Yeah, but yeah, it's been a waste. I mean, he's been written poorly for somebody that works as hard as he does, and like I want to see him chase the belt. But not really. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Speaking of Roman Reigns, um, totally uh, um, Undertaker. Now reports are is that they've left the door open for him to return and have one more match, Survivor Series, with uh, John Cena. How do we feel about it? They said one more wrestle. I saw reports that one more WrestleMania match, and then I saw a report that said Survivor Series could be where he goes out because that's yeah, where he first that's came where he made in. his debut. If he's, he, they said he's had multiple uh, surgeries, just had another hip replacement done in, in New York. If he can, can, can he make it one more? I mean, I would love to see the, 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 the fan in me and the kid in me wants to see that one more match. If he's healthy, I'd love to see it, but it's been, it's been rough to see yeah. him in the past several events. I guess my thing is like anybody but Roman Reigns. <laughs> that was my thing. Yeah. There, anybody but Roman Reigns. Um, but I'm, ex- I'm, I, I mean, I've, as far as Roman hate goes, I feel like hating Roman Reigns is the new hating John Cena. Well, yeah, obviously, because John Cena's gone. Oh, he makes his big announcement. He's coming back yeah. July fourth or whatever. And I, I didn't know we have press, you know, press conferences for when wrestlers were coming back nowadays. But apparently, that's what we're doing. We're having you know tweets and, and all kind of extra stuff. But I'm I'm curious to see if he if he does come back for one more. I would love to see it. Um, I'm seeing him go out and looking a lot better than he did. Yeah, he deserves a better exit. He deserves yeah. a better send I mean, for sure. Granted. Everything after his match with Roman was iconic. Yeah. Disrobing, 
the slow exit, the emotion. Yeah. Then his wife coming out to help him out. Yeah. Or, and him kissing his wife on the lips yeah. on the way out. I mean, that was a great exit, but he deserves a better match. Oh, for sure. And, I, and that's why I say I want him to be healthy if he comes back because that's the note he deserves to come out I mean, on. and Roman Reigns is not necessarily the best wrestler either. But, uh, I mean, you think about Shawn Michaels, his last match against Undertaker. Shawn Michaels wrestled the mat- one of the best matches I've seen from him, even though he lost that retirement match. He wrestled one of the best matches I saw him wrestle at that WrestleMania pay-per-view. So maybe it's a case of Undertaker just stayed around too long. Yeah, oh, he definitely stayed around too long. But he, mm-hmm. he, when, he, when, the, when, you say, when you talk about somebody who devoted themselves to a brand and to a culture, it was him, for sure. So if this is the last time we saw him, man, shout out to Mark Calloway, <laughs> a.k.a. The Undertaker. Um, before we move on to SmackDown, one other thing I wanted to highlight, Alexa Bliss, she's kind of asserted her dominance on, over that Raw Women's Division. Dude, cashing, cashing in on the Nia, the Nia Jax-Alexa Bliss yeah. friendship slash reluctant friendship has been great because now we can move on from Bailey and go on to some bigger... She's just bigger too happy bro. for me. It's fine. I mean, that's fine. That's I mean, but I mean, the Bailey thing was just overwrought. Yeah. And it's been great to see Alexa Bliss try to figure out how she's going to maneuver around Nia Jax. Well, she, uh, yeah. And it's going to be interesting because I think that I cannot see this rivalry ending with In any other perfect. conclusion except for that belt going around Nia Jax's waist. It has to. She's. It's just kind of like, remember when Vader first came into wrestling mm-hmm. and he's like that unstoppable force? I mean, the Raw, the Raw women's division is such a mess. and Raw, in my opinion, Raw as a whole is a mess. Oh, abs- yeah, you're not wrong. But, I mean, especially when you look at the women in comparison to SmackDown before, don't want to get into that prematurely. Yeah. I mean, they SmackDown has a better idea of what to do with their women, whereas Raw, they're doing these five-minute squash matches. Yeah. I don't and know. it's a mess. I don't know what they're doing, Rob, but let's transition to the blue brand. My personal, right. my favorite myself, I'm enjoying the blue brand. Oh, the blue so brand. much more. They and do so much more in two hours than Rob does in three. It got better. Do you know why? Because the New Day is back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I was I was excited for the New Day, but I was worried what it would do to Brazongo because they have made such a good splash and they're just so much fun. And the fact that they've basically crossed over. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, what's better than seeing Big E... Oh man, dance! <laughs> I mean, what, what's what's better than that? I mean, and the Usos have proven themselves to be great vessels for comedic, yeah, for the mm-hmm. comedic team. I, I love them as a I love the Usos when they came oh, in yeah. as a heel with uh, Tamia Snuka, and I love them now as um as heels. Mm-hmm. So um next big pay per view they got coming up is Money in the Bank. Now the big you know they got two women's matches on there. I was like dope. Lana's made her I guess is this a wrestling debut on on um, yeah. on the main roster. That's my only problem. I mean, I'm glad that Naomi has a match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, it's always great to see her wrestle, but it makes Shane McMahon look weak because yeah. Lana has been there all but for a breath and has gotten a title match. Yeah, but, but the, we got this Money in the Bank match though too. The first women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And you know, I, you know, shout out to Shane McMahon and the creators over at SmackDown because they are they are like. They're they're pitching a shout out right now, in my oh. opinion. I mean, like they they brought all these women out here for like the the unveiling of the the the, the money in the bank, the briefcase, that beautiful and, white briefcase. Yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> it is dope. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a match. Um, anybody but Charlotte Flair wins. I'm happy <laughs> personally. I Charlotte Flair would be the easy answer, Man, but it's it's a it's lazy. But we put the they put the raw belt on her so many times. It's yeah. kind of like we've seen it. We don't want to see it again. I don't want to see it again. I mean, it's it's too early to give her that triple crown. Yeah, I I think I I feel like it's going to go to Carmella. She's the best spoiler there. Me too. With uh with James Ellsworth. God, I want to see James Ellsworth get suplexed. <laughs> and by you, one of those, I want to see Becky Lynch just tearing <laughs> the new asshole. Becky Lynch. Ah, yeah, she's still doing her thing. Another one that's kind of flew on flew under the radar for mm-hmm. a while. Um, for for SmackDown Women's Champion, yeah, for sure, you got the men's the uh, Money in the Bank match, which looks like it could be pretty entertaining. I I love the fact that Kevin Owens just weaseled his way into it because it's he Kevin wanted Owens. to. He's, Kevin, we have some phenomenal wrestlers in this match: Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke. I don't know Baron Corbin. He's, I was gonna say yeah. we have some phenomenal wrestlers and Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's kind of like okay. <laughs> the other thing. I feel like SmackDown needs more. They need they need they need more players. They need they need more wrestlers for sure. 
especially or especially that for can the elevate for especially like this, especially because it's a two hour show, so it's dedicated more to wrestling, yeah, rather than Raw, where it's dedicated to product, right? Yeah, they need. I mean, they're stacked, but I mean, when you throw Baron Corbin in, it gets confusing. Yeah, it's just kind of like okay, and Baron Corbin. Yeah. I, I think SmackDown could they could do they could do well with some some guys from NXT coming up or mm-hmm. their own two hundred five division or or something. But they I feel like they could use a few more, a few, uh, just a couple more, just to kind of sprinkle in there. Uh, we got John Cena coming back. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean um, that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be that's gonna a be a huge difference. boost. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. There's no way in heck that Randy Orton's winning this match. No, I mean WWE's pushing in India huge, so you can you can expect that Jinder Mahal's yeah. going to get that W. I, and I've been I love Jinder Mahal as the champion. It's right just kind of weird. It's a little weird. But I mean, because it's what sudden. changed? It it it's sudden. I mean, he's taking his how do you leave as a nobody and come? <laughs> he's been you, taking his supplements, and he has the body that Vince likes. How do you leave as a nobody? And come back as a somebody. They didn't have any other Indians to push. Love Preet isn't doing shit right now. He's still at NXT playing extras. And as we talk about India, <laughs> shout out to my boy V, the God Varun, still over in India doing his thing. I just had to give my boy a shout out every time I talk about India. He might get mad at me. He's trying to, you know, he's not a not a out there kind of guy. That's my little bro. Miss him. Hope he comes home soon. Probably not happening. But hey, anyway, it's neither here nor there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we've talked a lot today. Um, by now, I would hope you know how we end every show. And we enter the zone. All right, my question for you two is, what sports would benefit from a money-in-the-bank type stipulation? Now, let's say, in all likelihood, the Warriors close out this weekend. In all likelihood. And, you know, get the, ch- get the chip. Now, by the... T- by the time that we record, how nuts would it be for another team that somehow has a Money in the Bank contract to just swoop into the arena and say, we challenge you to a game right now, <laughs> and we can take that championship away from you? Well, listen, who could benefit from that? NBA, for sure. You know yeah. why? Because the, San- the playoffs have sucked this year. Well, that and San Antonio Spurs need to rematch. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, hell, get them into an off-season game like a preseason game, <laughs> a pickup game, <laughs> a pickup game. Say we challenge it. A uh, healthy Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Um, I don't know how well this will work in the NFL. Nah, I was thinking. I don't like it. I don't like it in the NFL. College football. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, with all these schools like a Boise State. You know, these these. You know, get one of the get one of those five or six seeds in there. Yeah. To just show up. After the game, like, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. No film, no nothing. We just going to play it. I mean, that would be dope for, like, a college football <clears throat> or even, I mean, a college basketball with the one and done mm-hmm. in the tournament or that team who felt oh, like they should have He's professional been. now. He can't play. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's um, what I was thinking. Also, like, the the financial implications of that, of, like, of, of can you imagine ESPN not having cameras available when the Spurs came and challenged the Golden State Warriors <laughs> to a pickup game for the championship? It might be a little bit better game. It might be a better game, but you could bet ABC, ESPN, whoever owns the rights would absolutely shit their pants because they're missing out on all that money. Yeah, you got a point there. You got a you got a point there, but I don't know. Either you're ready or you're not. You're going to see an yeah. incredible, incredible game. Here I come. Uh, college football would be fun. That Oregon be Ducks, dope. 2013. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that that, was, That's how the Ducks win a championship. I mean, you, you think yeah, about that's it. that's the only a few, way. A few years back when TCU got left out. Yeah. Ohio State, I think it was Ohio State that went and won that championship. What if TCU and Gary Patterson and the boys could just roll up with that briefcase and say, yo, we here to get our win. We, we here to play. <laughs> can you just imagine, like, the, the championship game, the commentators just, someone apparently has a camera in the parking lot, and they see the bus pull up in the middle of the fourth quarter. <laughs> that, hey, look, that, I, I'd be there for, I, I, oh. here, uh, the, anytime we can extend a football season, <laughs> I'm all about it, because most people know yeah. I go into a slight depression every year after the Super Bowl. <laughs> And then there's the draft. You got to wait till the draft. Yep. And then I'm like, dang. And then the draft is over. Now we got OTAs. And I'm like, yo, people look at me crazy. I was sitting at work on a Saturday, tuned in, iPad and laptop, watching Alabama yeah. spring game. And like, what are you? I'm like, hey, man, listen. Hell, I mean, just l- let's think bigger. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about just right after the championship game, mm-hmm. in the middle of a season. <laughs> just straight up in the middle of a season after one of the tougher series is. Just roll up on them. Just the Bulls roll up on the Warriors. <laughs> Middle of the season on Christmas Day. 
but y'all not playing Cleveland today. You know that's going to be what the. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You know it's going to be Cleveland. It's always Christmas it's going to be the Christmas game until the day we turn when Bron Bron retires. Yep. Man, that'd be dope, man. You got my mind thinking, man. Man, right? That'd be oh UFC. Oh. <laughs> or boxing. Dana, hey, Dana White, you want to know how you get get your brand invigorated again? There you go. <laughs> because of John bon- Bones Jones. I don't know what that. Kid. Yo, I'm 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 all about that fight, but that's not that John Jones and uh and uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Floyd Mayweather just uh, like just com- <laughs> coming off a domestic dispute with his wife, and Conor McGregor shows up and he's like, "Money in the bank, Floyd." You, <laughs> UFC <laughs> match. Yeah. Why? Yeah. UFC rules. After what you did to your wife, I'm just gonna come and destroy you now. Oh my gosh. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Man, beats that his was wife. dope. That was dope. Um. Man, let's get out of here. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home, go to sleep. I could be here all night. I could talk about sports in my sleep, probably. My mom would tell you I was like, <laughs> I used to as a kid, I would go to sleep with my TV on ESPN, and then I'll wake up saying, booyah, like I'm Stephen A. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Rest in peace, Stephen, to Stuart Scott. Uh, man, um, shout out to our producer, Nathaniel Jams, as always, keeping us straight. Doing all the behind the scenes work. Me and Riley, me and Young Bissy, excuse me, not Riley. We're just the mouthpieces here. Who? But shout out to him. Um, go check us out on Twitter. I tried this earlier, so we can cut that earlier when it didn't do this one. Oh, it's in there. Uh, <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Um, Twitter or uh, at the zone po- at zone podcast. Hit us up on email thezonepodcast at gmail Yo, go to iTunes, listen to it, vote, say something nice. Let's get us up in those rankings. Um, or hit us up on SoundCloud as well. Um, SoundCloud slash the zone slash podcast. So as always, have a great week. We'll see you next week for episode nine. Woo!